BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Colin Gubbins was always looking out for brilliant mavericks who might be able to help him fight his dirty war against Hitler. Among the early recruits were Cecil Clark, a trailer engineer with a hidden expertise in high explosive, and Millis Jeffries, who displayed an alarming interest in blowing up bridges. Both have been featured in previous episodes of Unknown History. But one of the most chilling individuals to be hired by Gubbins was George Ream. Ream had first come to Gubbins' attention in 1943, when he learned of a brilliantly gifted maverick living in a suburban house in North London. Ream was said to be the country's leading expert in steam turbines, power stations and generators. He was immediately summoned to Gubbins' Baker Street headquarters for an interview. Those who met George Ream rarely forgot the experience, for he was a chilling individual, an unsmiling genius with thatched coloured hair and penetrating steel eyes that betrayed no hint of his inner thoughts. He spoke sparingly, precisely, as if adjectives and adverbs were a frivolous waste of time. Gubbins was quick to realise that Ream had a very clear idea of how to destroy the Nazis. His greatest desire was to turn occupied Europe into an industrial junkyard, and he insisted that sabotage, if properly planned and carried out, can reduce a country's war potential to the point where it becomes impossible to wage war. Ream also knew more than most people about industrial engineering. He'd worked for nearly a decade at an industrial plant where he was rather better at interacting with steam turbines than he was with his colleagues. In 1930, he and Mrs Ream had moved south to London so that he could take up a new job at a generating station. Here he spent his working day studying the parts of electricity generators. He was soon the country's leading expert. In the late 1930s, as Britain drifted towards war, Ream began to turn his thoughts to the destruction of machinery. One day, he was struck by the exhilarating thought that he could cripple all the most important power stations in Britain with a very small quantity of explosives. Indeed, he reckoned that he could completely paralyse British industry for a very long period with less than two tonnes. And herein lay his genius. Although he gave the appearance of being narrow-minded and introspective, he was, in fact, the very opposite. A large man with a large mind, said one, and the inventor of many industrial sabotage techniques. Gubbins was deeply impressed. First class, he jotted in his notebook, a first-class officer. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. 
See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. He was given employment by Colin Gubbins and sent to a secret training camp in Hertfordshire outside London, where he immediately put the fear of God into those who were working there. A strong, dour, efficient officer who does not easily brook any outside interference. Such was the opinion of Colonel Young, one of the junior staff. He said that Ream would run most efficiently any post which he undertook, although he added that this would not be done through his personal charm. Ream shared one thing in common with the other members of Gubbins's inner circle, that rare combination, accurate hands and a highly imaginative brain. Above all, he seemed to have a far greater understanding of the Nazi mentality than his colleagues, and knew rather better than most of the rigidities of the systems they were trying to conquer. Rehm firmly believed that saboteurs needed to develop an intuitive understanding of the machines they were hoping to blow up. To this end, he ordered the acquisition of industrial plant machinery, sending his staff to scour factories and scrapyards for old turbines, electrical installations and generators. These were all installed in Morgan's Walk in the lower garden of the manor house that was his training camp and included a two-engine Manchester, a Tempest or Typhoon with Sabre engine and a German JU-88. He also had a Churchill tank parked on the East Drive along with a Great Western Railway locomotive. Colin Gubbins paid frequent visits to the house and was impressed by Reams's thoroughness, noting that his training covered the whole field of expertise, from oil wells, arms factories, marshalling yards and shipping, down to tyre bursters, abrasives and the adulteration of lubricants. The timing of Reams' appointment could not have been better, for Gubbins was in the process of planning his most audacious act of industrial sabotage to date. The target was of really first-class importance. Indeed, there were some who were already arguing that it was the most important target of the war. For the Norsk Hydro plant at Ryakan in Norway was the only one in Europe to produce heavy water, otherwise known as deuterium oxide. This was an essential ingredient in the production of plutonium and therefore in the building of an atomic bomb. If the factory was not destroyed and soon, Hitler would have enough heavy water to start building a weapon of mass destruction. Colin Gubbins had been able to furnish Rehm with an unusually complete dossier of information about Norsk Hydro. Now, Rehm used his methodical brain to work out the best plan of attack. He'd long believed that a small team of thoroughly trained men will always produce better results than a large number of semi-trained, especially on a mission of such complexity. The only sure way to train for such an attack was to build an exact replica of Norsk Hydro's heavy water room, including its plant machinery and elongated metal cylinders. Reem had one of the outbuildings in the stable yard completely remodelled so that the saboteurs could conduct practice attacks in the dark. 
Much of the training was done in darkness, in fact, for nocturnal sabotage was Reem's particular speciality. The time spent at Reem's training station was physically gruelling, even for men at the peak of their physical fitness. Reem was not one to dispense praise, but he told Gubbins he'd never met such a professional team. This was an excellent party in every way, and each member has a thorough knowledge of the target and the methods of dealing with the different sections. He'd found that their demolition work was exceedingly good and their weapon training outstanding. He believed that if conditions are at all possible, they have every chance of carrying out the operation successfully. This was vitally important, for those saboteurs trained by George Ream were now about to undertake the most audacious sabotage operation of the Second World War. So tune in next week for the extraordinary story of the brave men who deprived Hitler of getting an atomic bomb. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application.